everybody, we are back. And uh, if you noticed, this is going to be episode four and five of the Midnight Terrors podcast because there is just so much to dive into with these this or that horror questions. And we're back with Mr. J. And we're going to keep rocking through these uh, sure. these next five this or that horror questions. So uh, we left we left off with uh, witches and possessions, and just to confirm, you said possessions, correct? Yeah, I think I would land on okay. possessions. Mizzle, fizzle, Mr. J. <laughs> it's my pudding, <laughs> Mr. J. <laughs> pudding. Awesome. That's it. I'm I'm calling him pudding for the rest of the time. <laughs> All right, let's rock through these next five. Um, and uh... well, you know what? And 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 before we kind of got cut off there. Um, I was gonna say, because uh, Mr. J was touching on an, on a little bit of uh, you know uh, being a person of faith and 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 everything like that, and watching these horror movies, um, and I think that it's so crazy that uh, you know a lot of people think that you can't uh, you can't be that and then watch this stuff, and I think yeah, that's ridiculous. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, imagine. yeah, I don't, um, <laughs> yeah. I know the most common consensus with horror films and, uh, you know, being a person of faith is that you might be opening the door to, um, you know, whatever your belief system is, you know, negative energy or spirits or, um, demons and yeah. you know devils or whatever it might be, whatever your belief system is. I know that the consensus a lot of the times is that you might be inviting that stuff in to your life by delving into horror. But I always kind of say that I think it really comes down to what's, what's your intentions with watching horror. Are you watching horror to find out how you can pick up a Ouija board and go talk to spirits or be, be um, a devil worshiper or things like that? Or are you just watching it for, like we talked about on here, the theatric, the, yeah, the, the entertainment, yeah, it's, the it's theatricality and, yeah. and the storytelling yeah. and the creatures and the artwork that goes into it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it boils down to what's your, what's your intention? What are you trying to get out of horror as, as to whether it could have a, a negative impact on your life? Well, and not, and not to get into too much of a tangent off of this. Um, but, uh when mr j and i um started hanging out like a lot we wore black clothes and i'm listening to motley Crue. he's oh no he's listening to megadeth or (laughs) you know whatever that's right and a lot of people are just like um but you can't do those two things and it's like yeah you can like you're not supposed to have taste (laughs) when you're awesome (laughs) Yeah, like you can. Yeah, like you can do that. Like I mean, nobody's like, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's all in how you're approaching it. I mean, there are people that they're serving as a way to try to earn their way somewhere, and it's yeah. like that's not helpful or healthy or right, you know. So it's all about just like we said, looking at the fruit that's coming from it, looking at the motivation. If it's art, that's great. If it's if there's something deep underneath that you're running from or trying to, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think we, 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 we tend to know when, you know, the people that consume so much sports or whatever, and they're, 
ignoring their families and their spouse and all that stuff. It doesn't mean that sports are bad. It's just, dude, how you're doing yeah. it is not yeah. helpful. Um, it's about, so it's, it's about, about where your heart's how at. Are you doing it? Yeah. Where's your heart? How are you doing yeah. it? You know, as far as opening up yourself, it's like, uh, my God's not that Yeah, fragile. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh no, you watch this movie. Yeah. Oh, I'll pray. God. I'll pray for your soul no. now. It's all over. I can create the whole, I can, yeah, I can create the whole earth and, and I can do miracles, but you watch that one movie and I just, yeah, but, it, yeah, but it's, but it's, but it's <laughs> like, usually no. all from, from, <laughs> well, especially, especially like when, like, cause I was young, I was like 18, but it was, it was just kind of like 52. that thing. Like it was, it was just like, oh, there you're, you're this, uh, you know, you just have something wrong with you and, and you can't you can't be part of the church or you can't have faith. Well, and, there is something wrong with um, us, but not not in that way. But that's a that's a that's a story. Yeah, that's a story. That's a story from a. We have something gloriously yeah, wrong with us. That's a story for another day, though. But uh, I always enjoy talking about that stuff, and that kind of ties back to that book that we were talking about. That I definitely think horror has ties in the in the Christian yeah. faith. It has ties in my Christian faith as well, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, discussion. So I appreciate that uh, you're willing to share that stuff with us. So well, absolutely, and I think even even something like what we're doing here, I mean, it's it's a philosophical cliche, but we don't see the world as mm-hmm. it is; we see it as we are. So we're watching these movies through a certain lens, and so we're going to see things a little bit differently depending on yeah. our belief systems and our life experiences and um, things like that. So. Um, yeah, I it, it it comes into play, but um, again, I think that can be a very powerful thing. It can be a good thing um, that we're willing to examine, and I don't Absolutely. know, just interesting, makes things interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's it's funny too because I mean, you can look at Mister J's, um, you know, Facebook profile, or um, you know, just just look at the external and you know it's the j plus heavy metal and so do i uh, <laughs> so do you um you know and and look at all of that um and just be like oh he's a huge horror movie fan and just be like oh he's like this delinquent and it's <laughs> the it's it's, it's <laughs> looking at that surface it's you could look at it that way, but it's exact opposite. Well, I think that, um, uh, I think those closest to us would absolutely attest that, uh, that we are weirdos and that there's something wrong with us, but, uh, we'll get them on the show at a later date to, uh, of course. make that a topic in its own. <laughs> but yeah, interesting, just absolutely. interesting little so, side note. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, so... let's continue on with these questions. Let's rock the, let's rock these out a little what bit. What you got? So next one. And and I'm gonna let you right. go first this time. So next one we've got. Ooh, this is gonna be a tough one too. Uh, home invasion or haunted house? Mm. I, haunted house. <laughs> I don't want any tangible person in my house without me saying okay. <laughs> and uh, honestly, home invasion movies um, are. Again, we've touched on this with like uh, the opening scene of Scream or a movie that I consider to be one of the scariest movies yeah. of all time, the original strangers. 
I mean, that's just yeah. that's just Good nightmare one. fuel uh, out the wazoo at that point. I just yes. home invasion movies. If I'm sitting at home by myself, I I can't <laughs> I can't do it. And another a, a really underrated horror movie to me. Um, and this is from probably my favorite horror director, Mr. Mike Flanagan. He did a Netflix movie called Hush. Yes, yes. And Hush was great. Yeah, that was. I had very the good. the full on experience of like now other people were home, so that helped a little bit. But I closed my door, I turned off my lights, I closed my blinds, and I watched it super late at night, and it was terrifying. And- you wore earplugs. And- <laughs> yeah, the only thing missing was a Turtle Beach headset. <laughs> well, go. so so Hush, Hush was one of those good things that um, there's there's kind of multiple as- aspects to it. Um, you know, it's it's a home invasion, but then throwing in the fact that she's deaf and mute, and isolated. Yeah. A, yes. And then, and I, and I, yeah, and I do right, say exactly. That, um, if in terms of my decision, I said haunted house, but <clears throat> realistically, I would have, I have a little more fun with the haunted house movies than I do home invasion movies because home invasion movies are like, they're real, they're tangible, they can absolutely happen at any moment. So yeah. like if I had to choose between which little subgenre I would I would choose to watch more often, I would say Haunted House, but some of the best horror movies ever are <clears throat> are home invasion movies, you know, like um uh I actually really enjoy the remake of of When a Stranger Calls. Um yeah. that scene of the calls are coming from inside the house. It j- I get chills every time. I grew yep. up on the original and I will say I feel like and, and I may catch slack for this. I think that's one of the few long form movies that may have been better. I agree because I don't film. like anything past the opening ten minutes, and I think that's why I like the remake so much. Yep. Is that the whole movie is that opening mm-hmm. ten minutes? That's true. That's true. That's a great point. I just I'm with you. I when when anybody references that movie, I've never heard them reference like throwing needles <laughs> or like any of yeah. the stuff that came later. They only like the mm-hmm. calls are coming from inside the house. Like that's what they reference. And I think if that had been like just a short movie, like just a little short story kind I of. I agree, deal. man. Oh, if they gosh. if they took short out the back, film. well, yeah, if they took out the saying, other ninety minutes or however long it is out of that movie, and if it was just that ten minute short, it'd be one of the greatest horror shorts ever made. Just the expression I mean, on easily, easily, and then of course everyone would mm-hmm. be like, you just make the a long movie. Like, yeah, just the expression on the girl's face from the 70s when she gets the they both the original and the remake do it so well. Whenever the cop says we trace the call, the calls are coming from inside the house. Both girls do so well in their facial horror because what I mean, what would you do at that time? Like, I think I would just have a heart attack. It's heavy. Well, I love that you said I love that you said you would go with haunted house movies. And then proceeded to not <laughs> talk about went, any that, house movie. That's, <laughs> you, you that's why I went back and clarified because I wanted to confirm what my answer. You're like, I'm going with haunted house. Here's wild <laughs> but invasion. I would, but I would, but I would, I would agree that um, well, for the most part, for in my opinion, I think that home invasion movies are usually made better. But I have more fun with the haunted house movies, like we talk about 
the conjuring the amityville sure. horror um i'm trying to think of like just a straight haunted house you could almost throw insidious in there at least the first one um yeah it's probably i thought you were saying haunted houses like movies like haunt or oh like the um, like the attractions haunted like houses bloodfest and yeah yeah like movies that use that as a backdrop yeah 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 i get what you're saying um now. Oh, I just had another one in my head. It's probably a terrible movie now, but I still, it's nostalgic. I actually really kind of enjoy Haunting in Connecticut. Um, oh, yeah. Again, it was yeah, from that the, where it was a lot of haunted houses and ghosts. Houses. Again, pretty decent little PG-13 horror movie. At least I think it's PG-13. Yeah. I think you're well, right. They were rapid fire and us with yeah. those things in those days. You got to remember, too, though, like at the, bank, uh, at the beginning of Scream, you get yeah. that same thing. It's where she, uh, he's like, I can see you. Like, she's like, how do you know? Oh, I'm watching you. So it's like, I want to know who I'm looking at. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know who I'm looking at. So it was, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So it was like kind of that early, early reveal, like right in there. And, and, uh, one of the great things about scream. Uh, as well because there were there were uh, a couple of really impacting things right there at the beginning yeah yeah man one of the mm-hmm. best openings yeah right so there, that's bro. that's kind of that's kind of my answer is that yep. like though i can't name no <laughs> Sorry to hit you with the bro. no it's all good um though i can't <laughs> it probably won't happen um, though I can't name like there's so many haunted house movies so though I can't like spout a list off of if I have to choose if someone's like hey you want to watch The Strangers or some haunted house ghost movie I, w- I would go with the haunted house movie but I do think that the home invasion stuff is is usually more uh, well made and, and I, w- I would almost consider the f- um, the original Purge a home invasion movie. And that's yeah, that's another great one. Yeah, for sure. good so one. they're both good. But like, if I have to choose, I I would say Haunted House. Jason, yeah. did you got a? Did you answer already? Um, yeah, I would I would probably go with um with Haunted House um because I definitely love um one of my favorites is yep. Amityville Horror, um the original and the remake that has Brian Reynolds in it. Um, I yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good one. Dude. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um. So I like that one, um, and, uh, and not even really movies, but watching documentaries oh, yeah. about it. Um, the all the uh, yeah. all the the TV uh, shows like on the Discovery Network. A Haunting was my jam back then. Yeah, and there's um, there's one uh, document. A documentary about the Amityville Horror. I can't remember what the name of it is, um, but uh, it follows uh, the son of oh, the uh, Lutz my family. Amityville Horror. Yeah, great documentary. Yes. And that, yeah, and that's that yeah, one's absolutely. pretty terrifying. Um, wow. So, not necessarily, you know. I mean, it's a documentary, not no, a movie. No, I, I would but, put that in there though. Under um, Under Haunted House, along with the uh, all the ghost shows. Man, so when I first heard the question, I thought, man, I'm going to go with 
I'm going to go with home invasion because that as much like you, um, is, is a fear of mine that I, mm-hmm. that I have worked through. Um, and I feel like it gives us, a, a safe way to experience that fear and process that fear in a, in a certain way. Um, but then when I heard that, uh, haunted house movies, we meant like houses that are haunted, right. not haunted house attractions. Um, man, <laughs> ah, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, I pay super close attention in, in like a ooh way for the home invasion movies. Whereas the haunted movies, I'm able to just kind of experience them in a bit of a different way. Um, get wrapped up in the story, the characters, that stuff. Whereas the home invasion, it's very, I'm watching it from the perspective sure. of a survivalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What would I do? That was me. Okay. <laughs> so you'd go with so haunted houses? Yeah. I, I think I would probably go with haunted houses, but man, the, the home invasion ones do, um, they, they yeah, they're more effective than haunted house movies, I would say. And and help me, yeah, and and to help me process this deeper fear. Like I don't I don't have any fear of being possessed, you know. But but someone breaking mm-hmm. in that's a little different. So the, like I said, this gives me a way to kind of process that fear um, in, in 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 an external way um, that is much sure. safer. Then, well, uh, yeah, with yeah. with the home in, with the home invasion too. I mean, I can only think of like really the stranger. I mean, that's the epitome of of home evasion, right there. Yeah, or home if <laughs> that really that really stuck with me. Um, I mean, the other thing maybe that you didn't put in the same vein as us. Uh, yeah, def- um, there's definitely sure. an element in there. You know what stuck with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, other than those two, like, I mean, those are kind of the home invasion. Those are kind of like the only ones that have stuck with me or, or that, you know, I would consider like really. Yeah. Us, I would, us, I would cons- Did you ever see the Kate Beckinsale, Clive Owen movie vacancy? I've heard of it. Vacancy. Yeah. That one I'm not familiar with, to be honest. That one was pretty up All there, right. man. That one was that was interesting. That was that hey, was maybe maybe future watch uh, okay. of that movie and maybe future discussion on the on the show. Yeah, definitely yeah. A, a more under. Um, underrated cool. We'll have to put that one opinion. down on the on the list. Awesome. Well, let's. Um, and I was going to say about us before we move on. Us, I would definitely say is a bit of a home invasion movie, but I think it has more layers than a typical, because it's a home invasion movie at the start. And then it kind of just turns into something else as you get into the, the second act and especially the third act. So absolutely like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not the, I mean, it it definitely goes a lot deeper than that. Um, But at the beginning, when you're watching it, you know, that's, that's what you see or, or that's what it feels like. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll move along a little bit, uh, hopefully, so that the storage doesn't fill up again on the recording device, because uh, <laughs> this has been good stuff. But w- just to make sure we actually get the full uh, episode in here, 
This one I think will be a quick one. Um, this is sure. the one Jason was laughing at earlier um, when you brought up the ring because the question is the grudge or the ring. The ring, boom. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I, I think I'd go grudge on that Next. one. All right, roll it out. Let us know. Wait, why. what did what did you say, Jason? Um, or are you just going to give the answer that you gave at dinner the other night I, that they're the same thing? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> feel like they're the same thing, man. Um, but I want to hear what. Uh, <laughs> man, so, I saw it. I think twice in theaters. I just thought the storytelling was quite eloquent. I liked the the concept. Um, the acting I thought was great. You know, have the of course the whole quintessential creepy kid, but he didn't come off as like mm-hmm. one dimensional creepy. You kind of feel the the plight of this family trying to kind of figure out we got to undo this because we don't want yep. this thing coming for our family. Hello, everybody! Welcome back again to the Midnight Terrors podcast with myself, Kevin, and I'm here with my co-host Diamond and Bucky. <laughs> and Mr. J. Mr. J. That's fine. Glad to be here. Yeah. So if you if you guys listened to episode three, you probably heard where there was a little audio splicing where it cut off when I was talking about The Shining. Um, well, the storage filled up here again, too. We're kind of, you know, feeling things out here. Um, but we so disrespectfully cut off Mr. J as he was talking about uh, the ring and its significance in various cultures. Um, but nevertheless, we're back, jumping right on back in to uh, to finish out our little horror this or that. So, uh, Mr. J, do you have any closing thoughts on the ring in various cultures before we dive into our next uh, this or that question? Yeah, I do. I think, um, I think it's fascinating what occupies the mind of... Uh, the collective consciousness, so to speak. Of course, everybody's going to be different in different cultures, uh, even within those cultures. But to find out, you know, what does this culture as a whole, what is their main export when it comes to to horror, uh, I think is very, very fascinating. Um, and it is largely shaped by by those cultures. I mean, it's, it's fascinating how even certain cognitive deficiencies or mental illnesses, what we might call mental illnesses, are even shaped by certain cultures. Like, um, um, if you if you hear um, unwanted voices, what most would call schizophrenia, mm-hmm. in many cultures, those voices are usually antagonistic. Well, there are specific cultures where almost all of them report those voices to be very um, positive and friendly, huh. and. It's very fascinating to go. What what is the cultural impact on on that on on our subconscious on our on our overt conscious? I think it's I think it's very fascinating, and I think as we use film or art to kind of exorcise quote unquote our demons, um, it is very fascinating to see which demons seem to get the most attention. Yeah, well, for sure. What the, wasn't um wasn't the ring and uh the grudge both of them were uh were japanese films right yeah they were so. they were both so. japanese films first and then both got american remakes that were released uh, both yeah, in the I, 2000s I, actually 
I know for sure Juwan was, which was uh, the grudge. Yeah, and um, then the, ring, sure the ring. The ring. Yeah, the ring was uh, Ringu. Um, yeah. Before. Yeah. 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 That was uh, that was definitely a trend in horror at one point in time um, in the two thousands, where the early two thousands, where like J horror was getting a lot of remakes and was like the most popular type of horror at the time. Right. So. It yeah, was but, incredibly fresh, especially for America. Yeah, because we, because most of us had we never, had never seen no, anything like it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, I feel like these days we're more inclined to go back and watch foreign films in their their true form, for lack of better words. We'll actually yeah, watch the foreign version. But I feel like in in the two thousands that was kind of niche to do that. Yeah, I, do you think that has more to do with streaming? Our I, world is so much smaller. Yeah, I would say so because I think of um I don't know if you guys have this but um the Shutter streaming app, the Strictly Oh, I love it. Yeah, Shutter's great, but they have, you know, a whole um tab of just foreign horror films. Absolutely. And I think I think that definitely exposed a lot of people to way more foreign horror films than before. Yeah, um, but I, I think, think it's cool. Right. I think that, uh, you know, foreign horror films should never be overlooked. They definitely have some of the best scares, but it's always interesting to see in different cultures how horror is viewed and how it's portrayed by different cultures as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, it's definitely very interesting. I would definitely love to um, to dive further into some foreign horror films on the podcast mm-hmm. for sure. Heck yeah! Come on, high tension. <laughs> high Here we go, tension. man. <laughs> and the the soundtrack done by Muse. Oh yeah, yeah buddy. Of course. Muse is one of my favorite bands, and Muse did a fantastic job. That's uh, awesome. With that soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> did hey, cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Well. Well, Let's, and uh, there is, um, what's the, um, train movie? Train to Busan. Yes. That kicked that... everybody. Like, oh, dude, Jason, I have been meaning to oh. tell you, I actually watched Train to Busan not too long ago, finally. Yes. That was did great. I did, and... yes. And one of the best zombie flicks I've ever seen, and one of the best horror films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, and one of the first major films out of South Korea. Yeah, if memory yeah. serves, I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, Train to Busan was incredible. Yeah, uh, it was. I yeah, mean, the dude. fact that it makes you feel everything it makes you feel at the end. Yeah, you ca- you care about so, those characters. It's so high action. You yeah. do, and the acting jobs were actually really, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just like this is a great horror and good good scares it absolutely had that but yeah goodness that ending scene gut punch every time i'm like <laughs> am i yeah every time i'm like did, did, I, I don't remember crying the first time did i cry <laughs> last time you know right like, yeah i think i did <laughs> yeah no well there's so many um so many portions of the movie where the zombies aren't really all that present even though they're there mm-hmm. you know there's mm-hmm. there's long scenes of characters having conversations in a room with zombies just on the other side of the door 
and they're yeah. having conversations about just being people, just being humans. And it's this really cool dynamic of like the zombies are terrifying, but the stuff they're talking about is also just as effective. Absolutely. So man, train to Busan. What a, what a great horror flick. If you, if any of you out there haven't seen it, go, go check that bad boy out. Yeah. It's, it's great. Cool, man. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our next, uh, this or that question. We have got three more. Um, okay. (laughs) I promise you, I did not pick this or this or that because of this question. It is just icing on the cake that it's here. Um, and, Jason, you'll know why in a second. And Mr. J, I think you know me pretty well at this point that you'll probably also know why this question makes me happy. So, next horror, this or that, Tim Curry as Pennywise or Bill Skarsgård? Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, I mean, damn there's it. there's not damn much it. to say here for, for this one. For me, if you have listened to our first episode, and I'm pretty sure we've touched on it on some of the other episodes... Tim Curry's portrayal as Pennywise is why I'm a horror fan. You know, Mr. J, we talked, I think we touched on this earlier in, in the first part of this episode where we talked about doing a lot with a little. And, yeah. you know, I know that the It miniseries people like kind of look down on it now because we have the big budget versions. And do not get me wrong, Bill Skarsgård is awesome as Pennywise he's the only person that could have pulled it off after Tim Curry but I saw Tim Curry's Pennywise at the ripe age of 11 and it just terrified me to the core for months on end and you know some of the special effects yeah they're a little hokey but whenever Tim Curry's on screen just being the clown I mean, it's Tim Curry. Like, <laughs> he just disappears into any role that he does. And his portrayal of Pennywise is why I'm a horror fan. I met him via video chat last year, and I told him thank you for that role because that's what got me into horror. I have a Pennywise tattoo of the balloon and the SS Georgie on my arm because of yeah. that movie. And it 1990 man that's my favorite horror film of all time so not much to say there so i'll I'll leave this one to you guys but um that's an easy choice but again love 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 bill skarsgård it chapter one and two were fantastic and he killed it in that that's a very difficult choice (laughs) I mean, Isn't that's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, not for because, me, but yes, I agree. <laughs> I mean, Tim Curry is amazing, and Skarsgård did an amazing job, too. Um, they did it um, two different ways. Um they had their own style to it. 100%. So, like, yeah, it was, um, <laughs> your See, laugh I'm, right I'm, there I'm, is exactly what I'm thinking in my head right now. 
I'm speechless because I I can't I, because I can't decide oh, because they both brought their own thing to the table. Um, Jason, I have known you for almost twenty years, and you almost always have a set in stone opinion right out of the gate. I've never heard you this speechless before <laughs> when it comes to horror. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a hard one, man. Um, I mean, I love Tim Curry, um, and he's he's perfect. Um, but at the same time, Skarsgård just is his eyes and his his demeanor and everything is just just off the charts. Um, so it's really really hard to. So are you gonna go with a with a Mr. J answer where you say you're thankful we live in a world where we can enjoy both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment, sir. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Fair enough. Because uh, they're both good. Absolutely. Um, it's so it's so apples and oranges, right? Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. The confines of the TV version. I mean, there were there were boundaries set in place on purpose. So it's not it's not like a one for one comparison necessarily. I also loved that in the TV version, Tim Curry's clown was not overly scary in and of itself. Like he could have just passed as a clown. You know, yeah, they didn't, I they didn't try I to make see the that. clown itself look overly scary. Tim Curry and some of the transformation, some of the behavior, things he did is what made it scary. Now, Bill Skarsgård's just standing there not doing anything you're like now this doesn't seem right like (laughs) yeah it 2017 and 2019 i feel like as much as i love them i think they're a little more fantastical than than tim curry's version i think the 90s one is a little more grounded so to speak i mean it's still a a child eating clown but i agree with you in that like the look of Tim Curry is very like old school clown. And then Bill Skarsgård is a little more um, stylized. Yeah. I feel like you could, if you saw Tim Curry's clown at a carnival, you would, you would walk right past him. If you, if you saw Bill Skarsgård, you'd be like, what in the world's going on with that? What is going on? Wow, is that is that is he supposed to be here? <laughs> is, <laughs> is that he just a dude children? in a clown costume that walked on to the to the circus ground? Yeah, like this doesn't seem like he's. I mean, this is some Victorian era stuff. I don't. What is he wearing? Very, very you know, Victorian now, I will era. Say, one of my favorite parts of it, chapter one, was when Eddie Kazbrack fell in the house, kind of toward the end. And yeah, yeah. Wise is messing with him. Yeah. Oh, and that's such a great scene. So merciless in what it does. But when you're a kid, that's the stuff you think of. Like you don't think like you think about yourself handling any violent situation, right? You don't think about well. When I'm an adult, you're like, oh no, if that's me, what do I do? And so I love that they didn't seem to pull any punches. 
No, in, not at all. In in the way, I mean, you're sitting there watching it, going, God, if I was a, it was if I was on the film crew watching that, I'd be like, geez, dude, like, holy cow, right? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. You know, and in a way, you're like, that's good because his whole point is to to make Eddie afraid. So he's and trying. What a success! Be, and what a success, right? Like he's not <laughs> going to say a whole lot of please and thank yous, you know? No, not at all. So I do like, I do like the the um, the chapter one and two versions didn't pull a whole lot of punches, but I loved what Tim Curry was able to do within the boundaries and the confines. Yep. Of of what he had, and so yeah, it's just I I, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say like part of me says. If we didn't have Tim Curry, we would we would never have a Bill Skarsgård. I don't know if that's true because if you look at how many Stephen King books have been made in the movies, like you know, would it have happened at some point? Yeah, sure. I I, have, I think but, they but would have started that far down the the field. Like I feel like they got the they got to stand on the shoulders of what Tim Curry did and call themselves tall, so to speak. Like, yeah, in, you in know. certain ways, absolutely. I think that um, there's certain, if you look closely at Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise, there's even certain mm-hmm. physical traits of his makeup job and his like prosthetic head and even some of his mannerisms um, are, you know, slight callbacks to Tim Curry. I mean, yeah. he, Tim Curry like casts a very long shadow Oh yeah, and that oh, yeah. I even even yeah even people that yeah. don't like the miniseries, nobody will say anything bad about Tim Curry's portrayal. That's fair. That's fair. No, I thought Tommy Lee Wallace directing. I always think there's there's some charm to those Stephen King movies, but especially having Tommy Lee Wallace in the director's chair. Um, you know, I, I was one of the people who did not hate Halloween three, but I was able. I, mean, I, I think when you're able to accept it for what it is and not for what it's not, you know, if you can, yeah. just, like, yes, Michael Myers is not in it. Don't even think about it as Halloween three. Just think about it as a movie. Yeah. You have to, to around Halloween. Yeah. And all things considered with that, once you do get to that point where you can separate it from the Michael Myers story, Halloween yeah. three is a good time, man. I, I love Halloween it three. It's a fun time. It is a fun time, but, you know, I, I do think maybe it's not just an American culture thing, but I think sometimes we have a real hard time accepting things based on our own expectations of what we wanted them to be. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my gosh, I took a, a bite of this food. It's sweet. I wanted it to be salty. How dare it be sweet? You're like, well, <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't supposed to be like it was. <laughs> it was made on purpose that way. Like, it's actually something, you know, it's called pie. Pie's supposed to be sweet. Or, you know, it's popcorn. Pop popcorn's supposed to be salty. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no one messed up. But no. I think sometimes we get so ahead of ourselves and go, I watched that movie. You know, it had an ounce of comedy to it. Therefore, it sucked. It was yeah. not a good horror movie. And I mean, let, like, let's, let's be real here, though. <laughs> yeah. When, when does John Carpenter ever mess up? Sure. I mean, that man. Yeah. Golly. Does he have Jason? I'm going to throw this to you too. Does John Carpenter have like a real 
and I know he didn't direct Halloween three, but that was his vision to turn Halloween into like a yeah. like separate stories that take place on Halloween. But I'm just yeah. thinking now through his filmography, does John Carpenter have like a real strikeout in his filmography? Not that I can really think of. He's pretty consistent. So yeah. I <laughs> yeah. And I think a large I, part yeah. of that is that he just makes what he wants to make and doesn't think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All the love I, in the world to John that Carpenter. He, that he composes for a lot of like his stuff. Yeah. I just love that. And Halloween 3 also did give us the amazing uh, Silver Shamrock song. Yeah, what would we ever do without that? <laughs> right? I, I have that on my phone, and I'll be driving around in any month of the year going, Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I'm sure your friends love you for that. Oh, yeah, dude. I put that in the Halloween playlist <laughs> for our Halloween parties and when we're going on trips out to like haunted houses and whatnot. Yeah. Who knows if they love it? I love it, though, so that's all that matters, right? <laughs> there you go. Cool, man. Um, are you also going with, uh, a world where we can enjoy them both? I'm absolutely going with a world <laughs> where we can enjoy them both. I love it. I love Shoot both. Them for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave me, to, leave me out to dry, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's cool, man. Enjoy I, it. I love, yeah, I love both of them, but Tim Curry's, the, Tim Curry's Pennywise is why I love horror in the first place. So if I got to yeah. choose, that's what I'm going with. So but mm-hmm. so now we're down to our last two. I'm actually really curious to see how this one's going to go. Because I grew up on one of these things. But I'm curious to know if you guys were into this at all. Or if you guys were like, if this was part of your childhood or not. Because the question is Goosebumps, the TV show, or Ghost Hunters? <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I've never thought about pairing those two together ever. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if I have a dog in that fight, man. <laughs> yeah, Coots Bumps are ghost hunters. <laughs> um, this is my favorite question on the list because I've never thought about putting those two together no. ever. I mean, if you were gone... afraid of the dark. Yeah, that's where I would why did they? Why did yeah. they not do that? That should have been Goosebumps versus Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah, and if it was, I'd say, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark is great. Yeah, I do like Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I spent more hours watching um, Goosebumps, so I'd probably go Goosebumps, but I do love Are You Afraid of the Dark. But I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark less because Are You Afraid of the Dark actually scared me Yeah, as a a kid where Goosebumps, like, Goosebumps scared me, but not not to the extent that Are You Afraid of the Dark did. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Did push things a little bit. Now, yeah, dude. Fun trivia question: Do you know what was in the bag that they would throw in the fire? Like the actual material, they would this kind of powdery stuff. Oh, uh, I remember because they always threw it in. Um, I don't remember what it was though. It shocked me as a kid. I was like, I bet they crushed up a bunch of like strike anywhere <laughs> matches. And that's what they did. It's much simpler. It's just coffee creamer. Wow. <laughs> that's all it is. That's funny. Kids, don't try it. No. If you're listening. 
So, do you guys watch Ghost Hunters at all? No. See, I feel like, Jason, do you ever watch Ghost Hunters? Um, I've watched a little bit. Um, but I'm bigger on paranormal state. Yeah, I was going to say, I never really got into the the ghost shows where they're doing actual stakeouts. I always watched the the reenactment ones a little more. Um, okay. Although I will say, uh, Jason, you showed me a really good show of the ghost hunting type that was, um, although it wasn't really ghost hunting, it was more like people telling their stories, but they happen to have video or audio um my ghost story caught on camera yeah that was pretty terrifying but i I, ghost hunters never really did much for me i've tried to get into it before and like (laughs) nothing ever happens (laughs) it's just me watching episodes for hours and they never find anything yeah no you're like ooh, they heard something yeah you turn around (laughs) Uh, yeah. So yeah, I but don't, I but, I don't quite. I mean, I'm sure it's scary to be in the situation, but for oh me, yeah, when you're trying to watch it and it's like, oh, did you see that? You're, and then the camera just immediately jerks, and it's like, yeah, I. And you're like, no, I'm sitting in my living room, like, no, no, I didn't, didn't see anything. Did <laughs> yeah, that? if I no. wanna, if I wanna watch something like that, I'll throw on the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, which still had a good ending. Oh, yeah, I love the Blair Witch Project, dude. And a few other little parts in there. Yeah, Blair Witch Project, anyway, man, yeah. that, that it, is some creepy stuff. I agree. And anybody who, well, I'm not going to say anybody, but I find that it's a whole lot easier to be like, you know, the, that movie sucked. It didn't do anything. You either didn't experience it when it came out, or you don't really have to go through the woods much in your life. Yeah, see, I wish Especially that, at night. Yeah, I wish that I had been older when Blair Witch came out because Oh yeah. In retrospect, I've listened to many podcasts and read a lot of articles about how they marketed that film. And oh, I genius. think it's genius how they did that. Oh gosh, yes. Dude, I'm telling you, as someone who lived through it, like it didn't occur to us that you could lie on the internet. Well, yeah, because the internet like, wasn't that big yet. No, and so you're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I went to this. It's real. Look at this. There's a newspaper article. Oh my yeah. gosh. And so it didn't really occur to you, especially as a kid, that you're like, so do you really think police are going to release evidence as to what is basically a snuff film or at the yeah, very dude. least evidence and allow it to allow people to buy tickets to see it in the theater. You know, you didn't think about that when you were in like, you know, seventh, eighth grade, you were just like, what is going on? And so you watch it in the theater and you're like, that's it. That's whatever. Yeah. Well, I love too that you go home, go home, that it sits with you and it's dark at night and you're walking from your car past the woods to your house. That you're like, wait a minute. What did that movie just do to me? When I was in the theater, I wasn't scared at all. Now I'm walking faster than I've ever walked to my house. Yeah, dude, I won't ever go. Yeah. I won't ever go in the in the deep woods, like at dark ever. And even still during the day, I don't go too deep into 
any woods, honestly. Um, but like, I remember, so like I said, I was too young to, to experience it, unfortunately, but you know, I've, I've heard that like the actors and the main actress, they didn't appear on like talk shows or anything. And they put up like flyers of their characters at the film festivals that the film was at. And there was like a whole forum online for people to, to check out. I just, it's genius. We will, I don't think we'll ever have anything like that again because the internet is too revealing now. Oh yeah. Well, everybody's kind of like jaded at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, but Heather, Heather Donahue or whatever her name, I forget what her last name is. Yeah. I think that's it. Heather Donahue. People like literally delivered flowers to her parents' house. I heard like, about that. That like, had to be like so strangers weird. Were just like, you know, sorry about your loss. Sorry about your daughter. Like, you know, we're gonna, we're praying for her. We're hopefully, you know, whatever be brought to justice. Who who knows what happened? But it was part of their contract that they stay out of the public eye for. I forget if it's six months or a year, but something it was part like of their that. Contract. Yeah. Like like, they went by their real names. Like, I mean, again, it was just genius. Yeah, I don't, we'll never have anything like that again, which is kind of sad, but, you know, still to this day, though, turn on the Blair Witch in the right circumstances, like turn your lights off, Mm -hmm. wait till dark, Mm -hmm. and just watch it by yourself or with other people. Yeah. It's just there's no music, there's no direct sight nope. of what they're seeing, so your imagination just runs wild with what you think they're seeing. And I heard actually that um the director had actually planned to show us the witch at one point in the movie where uh the the some of the actors are running and um Heather Donahue says like screams and says, "Oh my god, what is that?" And she, you were supposed to look up and see the wit, like a witch figure standing out there. And I actually think it's better that they didn't do that. Sure. Because it just, it just makes it more terrifying. And then, yeah, the ending with the camera drop and the one character standing in the corner, just yeah, one of the best oh, horror gosh, films yeah. ever made. What a great ending! Love it. Did either of you get to see that in the theaters? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was the audience had to be because I've been to horror films now where they're a little artsy and the audience is kind of scratching their heads. I had to I have to imagine that people then probably were wondering what they just watched. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, when I when I saw it, um, it was uh, just crazy i i was like what did i just watch yeah (laughs) it was it was it was really good yeah Um, yeah yeah it didn't hit me till i was walking from my car to the house see those are the best types of horror movies though that they don't scare you right away it's it sits with you or in the back of your mind and then it creeps up right when you're feeling comfortable and like just gets under your skin absolutely so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. good stuff. Well, anyway, we are so far off the um the question, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. I I did not know how to answer this one when I read it, 
If I got to choose, I'm going with the Goosebump show, but I I'm do either of you have a <laughs> a horse in this race? No. <laughs> Jason, you got any comments? <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was I was actually at the time I was a Goosebumps fan. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, Goosebumps is good, man. Goosebumps is some good stuff, Mr. J. Are you going with uh just ambiguous answer? <laughs> and just leave it yeah, at that. I, I, I'm trying to think, have I ever even watched any Goosebumps? And I don't know that I've really watched much Ghost Hunters other than enough to kind of get the, oh, did you see that? Yeah, just, just the occasional jump going, scare. No, I, I, so it doesn't <laughs> even feel fair to comment. I mean, it's like I know I could flip a coin, you know, one side I'm not that interested in. The other <laughs> side, I've never really watched any of it. So, yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> you can make Are You Afraid of the Dark your answer for this one. Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> you get the scares of Ghost Hunters, and you get the the 90s cheese charm of uh, of Goosebumps with Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. Well, guys, we are down to our last This or That Horror Edition question. This one, I... I assume is going to be an insane can of worms to open here. So this final question is found footage films or anthology horror films. Found footage or whoever feels like taking the lead on this one, go for it. Well, I will say that my favorite anthology is uh, Trick or Treat. Yeah, and yeah, man. for anybody listening that might not be um, horror fans or might not know what these terms are, found footage films is what it sounds like. It's from the perspective of a video camera, so like the Blair Witch Project is an example there. Anthology films are movies where there are like segments throughout the film of different stories and sometimes they overlap or sometimes it's like a a movie composing or composed of like a handful of, of short films basically. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh I think anthology is where I'm gonna go. Um, like I said, especially with, uh, um, trigger treat, um, there's so many aspects to it. There's, there's a werewolf story. Um, there's the story of the, um, you know, the little pumpkin head. Uh, yep. uh, there's the story of the kids that are ghosts. Uh, I mean, there's just so much to it. Um, and it's one of the, it's one of the most underrated films um, yep. that I can think of. Um, I mean, it's so good. I mean, there's so much to it and they do a good job of like tying it together. Um, and 
just making it a good, you know, the, it, it's just the way they tie it together. It's just, is perfect. Yeah. Um, especially, especially with, um, you know, the, the kid, um, eating the candy that's mm-hmm. poisoned or that has like the razor blade in it. Um, yep. it's, it's just kind of all of those Halloween, um, kind of myths, um, or little horror bits. Yeah. But it's great. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, so I, I actually have two um anthology horror films to recommend. Um for if any if anyone listening hasn't seen it, but if you guys haven't seen it either. Um one is fairly well known and another one is a little more recent that I don't think a lot of people saw. Do you guys know Tales of Halloween? Yes. The one where it's like uh, 10 short stories that are all based around Halloween? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Jason, have you ever heard of that one? Um, No, I'm not familiar. Okay, definitely check that one out. It's from like 2015 or something like that. Um, It's got some really good short stories in there. Um, and then a more recent one that I think was released to Shudder and not a lot of people saw it. Have either of you heard of a movie called Scare Package? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. I love the, the premise of how this anthology film is set up because, like I said earlier, anthology films sometimes will wrap up, like there'll be like an overlapping story that brings all the short stories together and scare package is like um a handful of of stories but the way the stories are presented is it's a guy working at a video store and he's talking to a customer and whenever it starts a new story it's actually him like showing or describing one of the vhs tapes that are available for rental in the store Mm. Yeah, so it's really, really clever and really, really cool. So, scare package. If if you guys haven't seen it, uh, to everybody listening, definitely go check it out. Um, and Jason, definitely, I recommend both of those to you. Um, this is a bit of a tough one though for me, question wise, with the horror this or that between the two, because sometimes horror anthology films for me are a bit much. Um, because sometimes the stories are so scattered about with different um, things going on that it's a little bit overwhelming for me, just personally. Um, and a lot of the times you watch an anthology film and some of the shorts are good and then some of them are bad. And sure. it's like, am I going to sit through the whole 90 minute film or whatever it is to get to the good ones? Um, and Jason, well, won- then you have VHS. I was going to well. say, I was, that's what I was about to Ooh, say is, is that's one that I was surprised <laughs> you hadn't brought up yet. Cause I know that's one of your favorites. When it's both, right? <laughs> VH- yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Right. And you like, um, 
Jason, uh, you both like because I haven't seen them, but you both liked VHS VHS one and two, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got to get. I just watched two recently. Yeah, I got to get on those. I heard VHS I two was especially yeah. excellent, and you yeah. know, but then again, on the flip side, found footage movies are the same way in that they can also be good or bad in yep. that like sometimes they do it well like Blair Witch Project or other times they do it really poorly like um, some of the later Paranormal Activity sequels or um, The Devil Inside that was a <laughs> that was a particularly bad yeah. one but the problem with found footage is that there's less variety than anthology films because every found footage movie ends exactly the same <laughs> like the camera drops yeah. and like everybody dies and that's the uh, story. Cool so like if I'm stuck between choosing between the two, if you rewound the clock about 10 years ago, I would have said found footage movies, but I've just seen so many of them that I think I will also go anthology horror films, but I also haven't seen a lot of them. So, like, on any given day, my opinion could change, but I guess if someone's like, you got to choose between a marathon of found footage or a marathon of anthologies, I think I would go anthology just because it has more positives about it in terms of what movies are in that subgenre. Yeah, um, you just just posed a whole whole different question of saying, if if it had to be like a marathon of one or the other, you're going to get a lot of more visual variety. That's why anthology. that's why it's tough. I had to think about it in terms that's of so like tough, man. Yeah, because if I Golly. if you told me you can only watch one anthology film or one found footage movie, I might be more inclined to watch one found footage movie because it's like just one 80-minute movie of scares, but I had to sit back and yeah. think which one would I get burned out on first? Yeah. And if I have to think about it that way, the answer would be that I would be less inclined to get burned out on anthology films than found footage. Yeah. Well, yeah, watching, I mean, um, it's, it's difficult because VHS is kind of both. Um, yeah. Elements and, of both. I can't believe no one brought up creep show either. Creep show. Yeah. Solid, yeah. But it's, uh, you know, VHS, uh, which I was actually impressed with, um, you know, did a lot of different things. Um, and it, touched, it touched a lot of different themes and went a couple of different directions. Um, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, Black Mirror. Mm. That's very true, yeah. Um, on Netflix. And Black Mirror is... Black Mirror is really good. Um, because they go all over the place. <laughs> um, but it's, it's fun. Like, you never, you never know what you're getting into. Um, and it's, it's just... A good watch. Yeah, there's a there's another show that uh, I believe is on Netflix. It's called uh, Two Sentence Horror Stories. 
Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever, if you Google two sentence horror stories, it's like they reveal one sentence and then it's like you have one image in your head. And then when they add a second sentence into it, it like gives it a whole different creepy spin. And so basically they turned it into a show where they give you one premise and then they flip it on its head and then reveal the second half of the of the story. So that's a little mini like horror anthology series in itself too. So yeah, in terms of anthologies, there's definitely some great shows in that part of the horror genre as well. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I'll yeah, check it's a, it out. It's a good little watch. The episodes are only like 20 minutes too, so you can kind of just okay. burn through a whole season in like two hours. <laughs> so it's a good little watch. Nice. So yeah, so Jason, you're going anthology. I think I'm going to go anthology as well. Mr. J, bring us oh. home with the final Ooh. choice. No pressure. So for <laughs> me, when I first hear this question, I think trick or treat, right? Yeah, that I think like, that's the quintessential anthology horror flick. Such, I am so sad in a way. I know this can be sacrilege to some. I'm sad they didn't do more because it seemed like it just it hit so squarely. That, and it felt so intentional that it's like, you guys can do this again with, with, a, with a new story or a different story. Or, heck, continue this story. You know, it was great from a cinematography perspective. When everything turns that kind of bright yellow, like like the leaves and, I mean, just the whole mood changes and the acting. They casted incredible people. Um, the delivery was great. I loved it. But I find that I kind of fall off pretty quick after that one um, to movies like VHS, which is it is in an anthology as well, but also found footage. And then I think to, you know, man, the found footage thing is so played out. Yeah, but especially dang, at this Hell point. House LLC was really good. And so is VHS. And, you know, there was that whole Blair Witch Project thing, and God, that was good too. And there was a few good scares in the Paranormal Activity. Yeah, deal. especially especially the early um, ones. Yeah, it just it started. It, you know, so my my head started going to I couldn't, I can't list as many anthology movies that I dig as much as I like some of these found footage movies. Now, as a whole, I'm not as into the found footage genre. I will, I will, I will freely admit at this point in my life when somebody says hey check out this this movie it's a found footage movie i'm like uh the second they said found footage it makes me go i don't okay <laughs> you know I'll, I'll i'll check it out and then i'm like oh it was good okay you know but i kind of had to overcome the obstacle of it being a found footage movie in my own head yeah i think but that uh, again yeah yeah i think that so Blair Witch is easily, and I know everybody will bring up Cannibal Holocaust, but that's kind of just a movie that either you like it or you don't, but it's kind of made to be upsetting. Yes. Um, yes. And th- there's not really any fun, like no one talks about Cannibal Holocaust and says, I mean, I'm sure there are people that say yeah, it, but well, what a fun watch. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, Hey, let me bring this over and recommend it to my friends that are getting into horror. The Blair Witch Project yeah. is easily more, you know, now that we know it's not real, <laughs> we, it's uh, it's more fun 
And, you know, Blair Witch yeah. was iconic, but I feel like Paranormal Activity really tore down the floodgates. And after that, we got so many found footage movies oh, yeah. that tried to be Paranormal Even Activity. Good. We got yeah. Devil Inside. We got As Above, So oh. Below. We got The Gallows, um, Devil's Due. There was just so many yeah. bad ones that it's like, yeah. again, if you were told, hey, you got to spend your day watching only found footage movies, like, could you do yeah, it? Yeah, which one's more fatiguing? Yeah, yeah and, like, I think, I, and I think I the other... I don't know, but if I look at the amount of solid ones for me versus solid anthology movies for me, you know, especially if I say, all right, take away my favorite found footage movie and take away my favorite anthology movie. Now... Now, what are you who left has with? The most. It's like, yeah, it's like, dang it. Trick or treat <laughs> That's a good is, point. Yeah. Trick or treat might be like one movie, but it weighs a lot. It yeah. weighs a lot for me. So it's it's not quite a one to one for me. Sure, sure. But eventually I have to look at, golly, Hell House LLC is really fun. And Blair Witch Project, come on. I mean, golly. And yeah, the VHS <laughs> series. Yep. Jeez. And, and then there were elements of movies like The Fourth Kind that were that had some found footage in there. Oh, yeah, for and sure. You start to go, God, they, dang it. Yeah, if I if I had to watch a bunch of them back to back, but that's not the question. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, it's tough. But I, I think <laughs> if I'm looking at how many movies I enjoy in, in each category, there's probably more I enjoy in the found footage category than even okay. I was aware of. Sure, yeah, man. I mean, again, I'm, I'm surprised myself to kind of think through them and go, God, yeah, I do like that one because you're right. There's so many that I don't like. Yeah, but that doesn't, that but that doesn't take away the just, effectiveness of the ones you do like. Absolutely. And again, like you said, there are so many. And so you're like, yeah, if there's a thousand and 500 are bad, that's still these 500 that are good. Like <laughs> that's true. You know, yeah. Yes, there were people that used found footage as an excuse for bad cinematography and Hey, we don't really have a whole lot of applause. Well, yeah. Found footage was like we're, a good, we're do found footage. a good foot in the door for making movies. Cause you don't need a lot of times you don't need lighting. You don't need oh. a, a huge crew. You can just get oh. a, a pretty, cheap camera and just get you know it's like they're supposed to be regular people so they don't yeah. really have to be obligated to be like good actors so to speak no and so yeah like you had a little more ease to it and yeah and there were some big budget ones man cloverfield come on somebody like oh, oh no big budget i one. forgot See, about cloverfield now i regret my decision hands. you just hit my boy so again, you start talking yeah, yeah, about this you, you you realize how much you've been blinded by the bad ones. That you're like, I, the bad ones, yeah, they're bad, but dang, there were some solid ones that people didn't use it as an excuse for for filmmaking. Some took full advantage of it <clears throat> and leaned into it in a way that I don't know that you could have leaned into it as well. So I'm 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 shocked to hear myself say it. But I'm going to land on found footage this time 
but I'm sorry, trick or treat. Like you, <laughs> you, uh, one, one trick or treat covers a whole lot of those, but is it enough to wipe out Hell House, LLC, all of those, the VHS series, Blair Witch, Cloverfield? I mean, uh, I, you, I, I you may have, I may have to break the rule here. I know I gave my answer, but to no surprise of Jason's, you may have actually changed my answer to found footage because I know Just a decision shouldn't be based off of one movie or even two movies, but like Blair Witch is one thing, but Cloverfield is a is a whole different ball game. It is. Cloverfield is such a great film all around that just happens to be in the vein of of found footage oh yeah you forget it's found footage like yeah because i don't think of it that way but i know that that's just the medium that jj abrams and and his team chose to go with but it works and it feels like a film to me yes it does it doesn't feel like just a bunch of college kids with cell phones like well making a movie yeah, well, dude, I'm ca- I'm I'm changing my answer, uh, Jason and and Mr. J. Cloverfield was Come the on, Diamond, what do you say? Cloverfield was the <laughs> well, was the you, breaker you there. I'm going in, found footage. You throw in Cloverfield and then um, what is it? Uh, Eleven Cloverfield Lane. Uh, Ten Cloverfield yeah. Lane. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that movie is terrifying. Yeah, and not a found footage movie, but it feels so real. No, nope. it's 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 not necessarily found footage, but it could um, be though. I could easily see JJ having decided to make it another found footage movie where Mary Elizabeth Winstead is filming her whole experience with John Goodman from the view of her camera, and it would have been just as scary. Yeah, nope. yeah, and so Jason, John Goodman yeah, is terrifying in that oh so yeah, dude. good one of the best performances like not even just in the horror genre but just like ever yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's, it's weird how it doesn't quite occur to the viewer because it's like man either he's crazy or or he's right oh my gosh and it's like it doesn't quite occur to the viewer it's like it's possible that he's crazy and right yeah <laughs> that's a very i've never thought right. about that that's a very good point yeah and he is right the whole time. He is right. He's telling them the whole time. He's like, I'm trying to protect you guys. Like, I I know you don't see it, but I'm 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 helping you. And yeah, dude. they they just don't want to see it. Yeah, um, dude. Ten Ten Cloverfield Lane criminally underrated uh movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful film. Just so good. But yeah, I, with going back to the first Cloverfield, that's bringing me back over. So official answer change is in play. I'm going found footage. Yeah. Jason, are you staying on anthology now that that movie has been brought to the table? Um, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you broke, you broke us with bringing that movie up. Um, Mr. J. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I hate. I mean, again, Trick or Treat is so good. Yeah, it I think is. Through all the other anthologies, and I'm like, did, did I? Re- I mean, yes, Creep Show's great. Did I? Do I sit around and watch Creep Show 
too often. I, I don't watch it too often. <laughs> I do watch VHS. Yeah. I do watch VHS a little more often. Right. Now, I do watch Trick or Treat. I watch Trick or Treat quite a bit. Quite regularly. Um, it's a fun movie. It, it's one of those movies that, you know, barring barring one scene towards the beginning, um, I'll spare our younger listeners. Um, it's it's just a fun movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's, it's got some genuine scares, but it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie, and it's not trying to be this dark, sinister thing. It's not trying to – it's just a real fun Halloween movie. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And it's got charm to it, man. It's got charm. It's, it's, it's great. But after that one, for me, there's a pretty steep drop-off. You know, I, I – sure. I don't remember a ton about Scare Package. I remember watching it. Um, you know, another one that came out that had a lot of potential, but I was just, I just don't know what happened with it. But um, Corey Taylor was in it. Zach Galligan, a movie called Bad Candy. Yeah, I've heard um, about this. I have never it, seen it, but I heard it was uh, pretty good. Yeah, a lot of potential. But if you watch it, it's like, you know what? This, this could have been a little different. Now, a decent anthology one, if you could call it that. Um, a Christmas horror story. Did you guys ever see that one? I saw parts of it, and I loved what I saw. No. I never finished it though. It's it's very similar to Trick or Treat, in my opinion. It's fun. Got it has it has, it has a few little scares in there. Um, yeah, I'll have to yeah. go back and finish that one. And I'm glad you brought up the Christmas horror because slight tangent from from Trick or Treat. The um, I don't know if he directed it as well, but the the writer of Trick or Treat, Michael uh, Doherty, Doherty, yep. yep, went on to do Krampus. Yes. Oh, love Krampus. it! Which is Krampus is fantastic. Yes, and I thought Krampus was more well loved than it is, but I guess there's some people that were really let down by it because he went from a a bit of a darker movie with trick or treat and made more of like a family horror film with Krampus but I love Krampus I think that again I think I Krampus is extremely underrated and again just a fun yeah. uh, you use the right words um, there about trick or treat fun, Mr. J man. it's just fun it's fun it's silly it's just a good time but it's also like yeah. a you know it's got some scares in there but it's got this like much like trick or treat like on trick or treat you want to sit down on Halloween, wrap up in a blanket on a cold night and watch trick or treat. Yeah. Same thing with Krampus. You want to wrap up in a blanket for Christmas and watch, uh, some people get killed by, um, killer gingerbread man with Krampus. Yeah. And there were some genuinely creepy moments in Krampus. Like absolutely the elves when the elves showed up. Yeah, um, dude, the elves were something else. Like that was a whole different thing, man. Now what I was very impressed with Krampus is the amount of practical effects they had. And there's some um, great ones. I, I know I know, know a lot of people trash the CGI in there, but like you can't knock the the practicals in there. The like yeah. the like well, jack in the box the, the snake thing. Yeah. Yep. Like awesome. That was almost everything up in the attic was was practical if I'm not mistaken. The I think the so, angel yeah. puppet kind of deal. I mean, there were things I thought were CGI that actually weren't. I think the only seven CGI is like the nails and the gingerbread men. There were probably a few other small things, but 
I was just surprised at their commitment to the practical effects. And when I remember my first time watching Krampus and I'm like, so that's kind of an interesting idea. Like his face doesn't move. I don't know if I, Oh, that's not his face. He's wearing somebody else's face. Holy cow. Like, in such an interesting way it's like i didn't even realize it till it got real close and you can see the eyes behind the twisted face he's wearing you know i thought that was impressive i thought that was very yeah. impressive i yeah. thought love the, the design of krampus the family into oh gosh yes throwing the family into you know whatever that dimension is supposed to be oh i love that, the ending that's of krampus not exactly yeah like that's not exactly without its scare factor you know, you're like, oh, this is not a happy ending right here. And then even when you think it is, it, it, you're kind of like, well, I don't know if it did end happy. Yeah. A little bit open Did to interpretation. They, yeah. They came out with another version of it last year. Did I you heard about it. That? Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen it yet, one. but I heard I heard a lot of people throwing a lot of praise to it. Uh, was it good? Yeah. It's fun. It is. It is. It's not very different. It felt it felt like it was a pretty quiet release. Like I, I heard about it in my horror groups, but that was about it. It, it didn't seem like they, I, even like the place I went only had like one. Yeah. It was like a, so it was like it a director's cut or something, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might have to have you guys over. I have, I have quite a collection of Christmas horror movies. Oh, sweet dude. I'm all, I'm all about it. And, uh, who knows? Maybe come uh, come Christmas time, uh, we'll all three join forces again to uh, just talk more about Krampus. Come on. <laughs> well, cool guys. Well, that is it for horror this or that, Mister J. It has been awesome having you on here, and we hope that you think we are cool enough to uh, have you on again to talk some more horror with us because this has been a blast. Man, I love it. I, it's been wonderful to get to kind of come on and hear your thoughts on things and pontificate a little bit with you. And, uh, man, you guys are both classy gents. <laughs> Appreciate it, sir. buddy. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast. This is the end of episode five. I hope you enjoyed our two-parter over the last two weeks. We will definitely have Mr. J back on to talk some more horror with us. I believe we also have some other people, some other friends of ours that would love to uh, guest on the show. So look forward to that. And then uh, next week, Jason and I are discussing another movie of Jason's choosing that he has been telling me to watch for almost 20 years since I've known him. So look forward to that with episode six of the Midnight Terrors podcast. And uh, this is Kevin. And Diamond. And uh, Mr. J. And we will see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>